You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right. Thank you for the lovely introduction, Jennifer Chapman, the lovely wife, always uh, bringing the power and the energy early. Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. As always, I'm your host, John Chapman, and I could not be happier than to be with you on this freaking awesome Tuesday. I think it's a Tuesday uh, to talk 49ers football because here's the deal. We have good things to talk about, thank God. <laughs> I feel like it's been a while since we've been able to sit back and say, all right, things are on the upward trend, um, and that's kind of what today's podcast is going to be about. We're going to go through injuries. We've got an amazing story for how somebody came into the faithful with um, one of the most recognizable celebrations uh, <laughs> yet to date. We've got great news coming out of Santa Clara. Guess what? They're going to let fans back in. The 49ers' next home game, we've got back-to-back road games. But week nine versus the Packers, guess what? Um, Santa Clara's numbers have been reduced. We're finally into the next lower tier um, on the California scale, which is great news. And for the first time, week nine versus the Packers, we're going to be allowed to have fans at Levi's Stadium, only 20%. But man... Uh, that's 13,700 people. So Levi's capacity, 68 and a half thousand times 20%. I had to get out the app app for this, which is sad. Uh, But anyway, 13,700 people will be allowed to attend the next game at Levi's. And that is just great news. It's absolutely incredible. Um, You know, you do have to kind of give, you know, a tip of your cap to the NFL and how they've handled COVID so far. Um, Definitely kind of been one of the leaders. They didn't have the privilege of doing the bubble. You can't do a bubble like the NBA or the NHL did because it's just too big. (laughs) You're talking NBA rosters are 10 uh, and not even every, and, and, you know, NBA team got invited, NHL teams about the same, a little bit larger, but there's just, it's just not possible. So the NFL rolled the dice and cross our fingers, it stays. (laughs) You got a couple kind of shakeups every week that might not work out, but all in all, we've been all right. Um, So great news. Uh, Hopefully you guys, if you want to get your tickets, you got to reach out to them. It's going to be almost all ticket uh, season ticket holders and whatnot, but they haven't released the details yet and it's three weeks away. So uh, do not hesitate if you're trying to get tickets to one of those games, if that's who you are, go get out there. Now let's talk some injuries, and here's what we're going to do today as well. We're going to check and see how every offensive starter is doing versus their position um, through Pro Football Focus and went through, looked up where every single starter for the 49ers on offense ranks position-wise, 
and how they fit. And it's been pretty, it, I'm not going to lie, kind of, <laughs> there were a couple times I was like, what? Um, and you'll see kind of what they are. There's certain ideas that we have about certain positions that are just perhaps not true. Now, pro football focus is never the end-all be-all, but it is the most comprehensive play-by-play -play analysis that is out there, and it's not even close. Um, there, there's nobody else that puts the manpower into doing what they're, and I'd also like to say thank you to pro football focus. Little, I don't think I've ever expressed this on the podcast. Um, before I started this podcast, I applied to pro football focus and I got rejected. Um, and so I said lots of cuss words. Um, and then I said, you know what, forget it. I'll just do my own thing. And so I would like to thank Pro Football Focus for this wonderful opportunity because I wouldn't be here doing this. I think we're 308 episodes. Um, my episode track counter is off. But uh, thank you, Pro Football Focus. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, shout out to the Countdown crew. Man, we've got a lot of them in. And, man, we've only got about 11 days till Halloween, which means in two weeks, guess what? Another giveaway. I'm still working on a couple giveaway items that I'd like to put up there. I'm not sure if I want to do 49ers Rush podcast stuff or if I want to do just 49ers stuff or whatever, but uh, two weeks. So the countdown crew people, hashtag CC in the first minute and a half of any podcast live, and uh, man, you're entered in. And so we just keep giving stuff away. It's, it's what it is. Uh, David, yeah, the county has not approved it yet. I agree it might not happen, but we got three weeks. Things are trending that way. I think that it is going to happen uh, personally. But and then, of course, at the end of the episode, we will get to everybody's questions. But before we do that, we got to talk injuries because, man, as soon as you get something good, it's just the 2020 freaking. <laughs> as soon as things start going good, obviously injuries. The 49ers already lead the NFL with most players on IR, most starts missed, most games missed by players, and we're not finished. We didn't get out of the woods. We came away with an amazing victory against a division opponent, 4-1 division opponent, but there was a cost involved. Here's the head coach himself, Kyle Shanahan, listing off the injuries rather quickly. Holster, it's high ankle sprain. We'll see how it progresses. Um, most likely IR. Um, Tart, uh, groin strain. We'll reevaluate him later in this week. And Trent Williams had an ankle sprain. He's getting more imaging this afternoon, so we'll wait and see on that. Go ahead. All right. Thank you, Kyle, for giving us the go-ahead there. Um, and that even cut off, you know, the, the 49ers stream for some reason. They have the similar problems we do that the stream starts um, after he starts talking. So you always miss whatever he leads with. And he talked about Ben Garland's calf issue. Now, a couple things have already changed, and we'll go through these in depth. But I want to start off talking about running backs because Raheem Mostert has been the catalyst when Raheem Mostert's in the game. The 49ers offense has been successful no matter who the quarterback was. Um, even if you go back to week one, Raheem Mostert played great. And, you know, a little spoiler alert, when we get into positional ranks, Raheem Mostert's pretty damn high. <laughs> so uh, versus running backs in the NFL, he, he's, he's up there. I, I won't spoil it. I won't spoil too much where his actual landing spot is. But now... You know, Raheem Mostert goes out. Now, good news, slightly, perhaps this is good news. The 49ers already moved Ben Garland to IR. We'll talk about that next. But they didn't put Mostert on IR. This is a high ankle sprain. We saw the same thing with Jimmy. It's it's right in that, okay, three to four weeks, two to three weeks. If, you, if there's an opportunity, if there's a 10% chance that you could possibly get Raheem Mostert back in two weeks, then yeah, you rest him. Uh, you don't put them on IR because then you can get them back for that week nine game um, at home versus the Packers. And, and so they didn't put them on IR today. It doesn't mean that they won't. Usually the 49ers put players on IR um, on Thursday. It's sad that we know that. that that's a tendency that we have. I, I believe I think we're up to 15 players just since the start of season that are have been placed on IR. 15. That's a lot. You only have 22 starters. We're at 15, um, but the good news about 2020, you get your players back. Could you imagine what would this season look like if the IR had to be out for six weeks and you could only return two guys? The 49ers would be playing with 30 players. That's it. That's all they could have. So shout out to the NFL. You know, we're not missing players because of COVID. We haven't missed any games because of COVID. You know, Fred Warner, he was on the COVID list, but he was able to play week one. 
we have just missed because of injuries. Um, we thought 2019 was bad with injuries. We still made the Super Bowl. 2020 is way worse. Way worse. So now, what does the running back depth chart look like? Okay, Jarek McKinnon is going to be the starter. McKinnon's been great. Now, is he that dynamic, consistent running back? No, he's got a very patient, uh, let's see what happens, all that kind of stuff. And then also right behind him, our number two this week, man, guess what? Jermichael Hasty. Nobody's a bigger fan than me. You guys have heard it from the offseason, for those of you that have been with us. And he looked great. When Jermichael Hasty stepped into the game, he looked absolutely incredible. Um, the bowling ball full of rage. That, that's what he is. And, you know, he averaged over four yards per carry at the end of the game when they knew we were going to run it going against loaded box. Didn't matter. The dude just, he's angry, angry, angry. And so you're definitely going to see him get a bigger workload. workload. But who else? Um because Jeff Wilson, he's due back anytime now, but still not cleared. Tevin Coleman, you were hoping to have back this week. Uh, really not sure there. And again, I mean, we're talking, we're down three to four running backs already. Kyle Shanahan was asked, okay, let's say you got Jarek McKinnon and Jamichael Hasty. That's great. Who else? What are your other choices at running back? And here's what Kyle Shanahan said. And pay attention to his tone. He doesn't seem happy about any of these. Hopefully, um... Hopefully Jeff um, returns this week. You know, he had a tight calf last week, so hopefully he'll be good to go on Wednesday. We'll see. Um, Tevin, I think, will be a long shot. I know he's eligible to come back this week. Um, I have a feeling it'll be another week, but we'll wait and see. Hold out hope for the end of the week. Um, but, yeah, those are our choices. But, yeah, those are our choices. Um, you're hoping Jeff Wilson can go. He'd be your third down kind of emergency guy. But, man, there's a strong possibility that – you know, Jarek McKinnon's going to get the start, there's no doubt. But you're talking Jamichael Hasty, undrafted free agent from this year, when we were five deep in front of Hasty. He's he's going to be leading your team in carries. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. The problem is this. This 49ers offense has not looked good without Raheem Mostert. Period. It just hasn't. We didn't score one. We we didn't have one touchdown drive in the second half. You know, Mostert came out, played the very first snap in the uh, third quarter and ran straight to the sideline, sat down, and it was done. Um, I don't know. We're going to have to see. You're going to need, and here's the problem, though, with Mostert out. All those little shovel passes and jet sweeps and screens and all that stuff, the linebackers, they're alert to that now because they know the running back we don't have to be afraid of. So we're going to have to see what that looks like. Now, Austin Walker, who's gotten playing time with us in the past, uh, he's on our practice squad. He would be called up if Jeff Wilson can't go. But again, back to this point, Jarek McKinnon, Michael Hasty, and Jeff Wilson Jr., that's not a bad trio. You're going to be okay. It's serviceable. It's not going to win you the game, but it's not ideal. It's not Raheem Mostert. We need Raheem Mostert. Now let's move to probably the worst news. Ben Garland is on IR. They placed him on IR today officially. That hurts. Ben Garland has been one of the best offensive linemen we have had. We saw what our offense looked like without him the first two weeks. We saw what it looked like after that. Ben Garland has been great. Now, obviously, the week four and five matchup, not that great. But, man, the effort and all of those things. Grosu has to be the guy now. He started week one, played okay. But, you know, he came in the last series of this game and played very, very poorly. Um, but yeah, what does it mean for Grasu and what does that look like? Ugh, I, I don't like it. The offensive line finally had a good, complete game that was all synced in. Everybody was working together, and now you got to take the person that's calling everything out? This bothers me. Um, here's the head coach talking about Hronis Grasu. Um, no, it's, I mean, it was, he was a lucky pickup for us because, um, you know, having Richburg go down, then Ben, I think, had a high ankle sprain in camp. Um, then we had another center who opted out that we brought in, then another one who retired. Um, then we were um, fortunate to find Harasu late there. Uh, Chris Furster has some experience with him in Miami, so he had worked with him before. Um, so him getting the experience throughout camp, even though I think he got about a week late start, really helped us end up starting that first game for us, which I thought he played a very good game. And he came in last night and filled in great um, in a tough situation there in the fourth quarter. So um, never excited when you're down to that situation. But, um, 
we feel pretty fortunate to have him right now because he did a good job in week one. He has played in this league and um, he's going to get the reps because Vince is going to be gone for a while and um, at least and he'll probably um, be ho hopefully holding down the role until Richburg gets back. Yeah, and, and so again, you're not getting Richburg back. He went on about this till week 12. Uh, not only is Richburg got lower leg issues, he's got a shoulder issue that's causing him even more problems. So uh, we were hoping week seven we'd get Richburg back. Then we heard week 10. Now it's week 12. Now you got to kind of be like, man, I don't know if this guy is going to be coming back at all this year. Now you do have the option. You do have a center, Dakota Shepley, on the practice squad that you could call up. We are going to call up. There's no doubt about that. Because currently... With Grasso, your backup center is Brunskill, who's coming off finally a pretty damn good game. Uh, do you move Brunskill over and Colton McKivitz up, Tom Compton? Um, there's just lots of options there, but none of them are good. Um, and this is bad, especially whenever you look at, you know, the next two teams that we're playing. The good news is, you know, you're not really going against a lot of top-tier interior defensive linemen. Uh, you know, next two games, we got at Patriots, then at Seahawks. But once you get to the Packers, they've got one of the top interior guys in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, Patriots, Seahawks, huge games, no doubt. Not trying to undersell those by any stretch, but you're okay as far as a matchup standpoint because you're not going against elite competition on the defensive interior line. And we'll spend time on our, you know, preview episode with scouting reports and all that stuff with the, the Patriots, which I'm pretty excited about. Now, um, also because Ben Carlin went on IR, we do now have Parnell Motley, the cornerback that we signed, played for Oklahoma. Um, he had to go through the six-day COVID whatever. He cleared. He's free to practice now. So Wednesday, he'll be able to join the team. And they waived Daniel Helm, the tight end. Now let's talk safeties. Chikwaski Tart with the groin. No clue what that's going to look like. My guess is no practice Wednesday, limited practice Thursday, hopefully full practice Friday, but he's going to have to get a full practice in. Now, the good news is this. Tart has played his best ball of his professional career. It's a contract year, but we do have depth, okay? Marcel Harris came in, was decent, missed a couple tackles. Shocker. Uh, that dude just screams in full 100 miles an hour at all times. Um... But, you know, I, I personally, and I, I see the comment, I would rather see 33 out there. I freaking love me some Tarvarius more. I don't know why we don't get to see him more often. Um, so, Raymond, I'm with you. I want more Tarvarius more. Um, give me more cowbell. <laughs> uh, only my older listeners will understand that one. Um, but not too old. I'm guessing I'm in the middle group there. But, yeah, I want to see them out there. Um, we still have three strong safeties. Again, on the practice squad, we still have Jonathan Cyprian. He's got a lot of NFL starts under his belt. So safety depth isn't a concern. I'm not even worried about it. They might not call up Jonathan Cyprian, um, but if they did, we're going to be just fine. Special teams, they'll all be able to step in. Hopefully Tart's good to go, but don't rush him back. Don't do it. Um, don't do it. I hate how we rush people back. That bothers me. Um, yeah, so those are our, our injuries, and there's a lot of them. You know, Nick, I see this. How do we beat the Patriots with our new batch of injuries? We take it one step at a time. Um, and here's the crazy thing. You know, jumping ahead a little bit here, but I want to give a little teaser. Patriots lost two in a row. They lost one game because Cam Newton was on COVID. Then they just got shut out by the, the Broncos defense, which... The Broncos defense just does a hell of a job against Cam Newton and mobile quarterbacks. Well, guess what? Our defense sure as hell doesn't. Um, but at least we have good corners now. That's a good thing. Um, yeah, I'm hoping. I'm, I'm hoping. Sorry, hoping. I don't think that's a word. I'm hoping that things will go relatively well. We can make some adjustments, but we'll get in there. We can beat the Patriots. They're not a complete football team. They have a lot of missing pieces. But they're very well coached. Yeah, this is Jimmy Garoppolo's first time going against his former team. It's almost two years to the day. I think we're two weeks away from the trade itself. Um, so we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, I'm seeing all the comments that Santa Clara shot it down. Yeah, I still think it's going to happen. I think after a couple weeks, it's going to loosen up. That's just my own personal opinion. I hope that it happens. Um, but we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, the question is this. Can we stop a mobile quarterback? Um, that's the issue. Can we stop a mobile quarterback, which I'm not sure we can. And, you know, I want to give us kind of the idea that, Hey, 
maybe things will work out and blah, 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 and we can make adjustments. We just haven't seen it. So that's my concern. And if you go back to the times Cam Newton played with the Panthers, we struggled with him. He ate our lunch. So no doubt we can win that game. Very winnable game. But you got to fix those issues. You have to. You have to. Um, and I, I apologize real quick. I missed a clip of Kyle Shanahan talking about Jermichael Hasty. I don't know how I did. I feel like this should be called the Hasty 49ers Rush Podcast because I just want to talk about this kid because I think he's going to be a stud. I really, really do. Um, here is Kyle Shanahan talking about Jermichael Hasty. I just like he came in the game and it wasn't, the moment wasn't too big for him. Um, you know, we, we like to keep our guys fresh. You know, once we lost Raheem, Jed had been going for a while. Um, it was a perfect time to change the pace and bring in a fresh guy. And um, he was the guy that we had left. And he came in and was ready for the occasion. I mean, he looked good in practice. He did a good job, I believe, with the Giants when he got a couple opportunities. Um, so we didn't hesitate to put him in there. Uh, it took a while until we lost those guys. But when he came in, he gave us a little bit of spark and helped us out. Yeah. Um, you talk about the spark. You felt it. Um, I know my phone felt it because my notifications went off the freaking charts. Um, but everybody was pretty excited to see um, the stud running back step in, the young undrafted running back step in. So uh, let's transition over to some film. Um, you know, I finished the offensive breakdown this morning. I think it was an hour and 10 minutes. There were 70 plays offensively. It was a fun breakdown. Uh, it, it's, it's always good time whenever you're watching it and you're just like, oh, I want more, I want more, I want more. It sucks whatever you're doing one and you're just like, golly, there's another 30 plays that we have to watch of this bad performance. But as the plays are strolling up there, there's a bunch more that I want to talk about and break down because, you know, the game went so well. Um, it really, really did start to finish. Um, man, unstable productions, that is a wonderful tag. What happened to the hot mic streams? Um, the NFL basically Santa Clara countied me. Uh, they told me no more. Um, they said I could do commentary, but I'm not allowed to announce down distance. I can't do play by play. I'm not allowed to do any of those things. Um, so yeah, that's a problem. We, we got too hot too quick and I freaking loved it. I, I wouldn't mind doing play by play at some point in the future, but hot mics incredible. They still have a lot of wonderful producers putting out great content but yeah, for me, the podcast kind of already fits that, um, and the NFL kind of spotlighted. They don't like me showing clips of film, so I couldn't be doing what I'm doing right here. It just didn't work out, which I hate to say that uh, because Hot Mike is an incredible app that you know we helped kind of develop and get off the ground, and I wish them nothing but the best. It just unfortunately didn't work for me um, with, with what I'm looking for, but they are incredible. Cannot recommend Hot Mike. If you want to download them, use promo code RUSHESF. All right, here we go. Uh, now, here we go. Let's talk about what happened with the game and why was this one so different than all the other games. Right off the bat, you come out, you march down the field, positive play, positive play, positive play, get a touchdown. And it just, it just felt right. All the plays were very short. They were all behind the line of scrimmage or horizontal. Uh, just a couple passes were actually past the line of scrimmage. But, you know, they asked Kittle, what was the difference in this game and how players responded in the previous games? And here we go. Here's George Kittle. Yes and no. I think we, we all know that the last two weeks um, were not our, you know, what we were not playing at the level that we want to play at. And that goes as an entire team. Um, you know, we just weren't playing team football. And I know everyone was fired up for this week. I mean, how could not be Sunday night football um, against a division rival? So, you know, guys came to work this week. Guys were excited to play. Um, we watched the film. We looked ourselves in the mirror, and we realized the things that we were not doing well at, and we fixed those. We're trying to fix those, and we're trying to get better every single, you know, every single day. And I know, um, you know, our captains, I feel like, played a great game tonight uh, from defense to offense. Um, you know, we had some mistakes out there, and obviously we got to get better from, you know, I had a couple drop passes, which, you know, I got to get better at. And, um, our off, you know, but I feel like our offensive line played excellent tonight. Our run game looked great. I think we had 37 runs, and we run the ball for 37 times. We're going to be moving people, and that's how we get wins. Yeah, I mean, he nailed it. <laughs> Things started working well, and you build confidence, and the momentum starts to build, and it just keeps going. The first half was great. Second half slowed down a lot. A lot of dropped passes, a lot more mistakes. But you play a whole offensive game, and you allow no sacks, no turnovers 
and you win the third down battle, guess what? You're going to win a vast majority of those games. And there's another stat in there, which he talked about running the ball 37 times, 37 rush attempts. That's huge. And we're going to get the head coach talking about these things in a second. But when you can run the ball, and the clip that we're showing right here is the Debo end around where they thought he was down, but he wasn't and just keeps going. Whenever you get those other plays, which this didn't even count as a run play, right? And so we have 37 official run plays, but four of those were the jet sweep where it's just the light toss in front. So uh, in reality, you had about 40 rush attempts. That takes a toll. It wears out a defense because it's just they're so consistent. As a defensive lineman, you don't live to stop the run. Very few defenders are there to stop the run. No. What's everybody say? How many sacks does the guy have, right? So whenever you stop a defensive lineman from rushing the pass passer, they get tired, they get frustrated, they get cranky, and then mistakes start to happen. You go to the fourth quarter of this game, and they're showing Aaron Donald on the sidelines with his hands on his hips. That's what happens when you have 70 offensive plays, and you run the ball that much. So it just wears them out. You know, Kyle Shanahan was asked about the rush attempts, and here's a stat I didn't even know. Anybody know uh, how what the record is for the 49ers under Kyle Shanahan when they get 30-plus rush attempts? You know, I always use that as a metric whenever – we're talking keys to the game and things like that. I never knew the record. Well, Kyle Shanahan's going to let us know. Here's the head coach talking about the importance of running the ball often. Yeah, no, I just – usually when you run the ball over 30 times, I think you do win. Uh, I think we're – I want to say we're like 11-0, I think, when we've done that. Um, I know someone can get the stats, but I think we're undefeated when we've done that. And whenever um, we've had less than 20, I, I don't know if we've won. Um, or our records like five and 12 or something like that. But um, I mean, I, I think you know, you're right. You don't just run the ball to win. I mean, if you come out and try to get all those runs right away, you're going to be pretty one dimensional and you're going to be pretty easy to stop. Um, but when you are running the ball that much, that usually means things are going well. Um, it means you've converted some third downs. It means you've stayed on the field for a while. It means you're getting the ball back. It usually means they're not running the ball that well because you're getting so many opportunities with the ball and staying on the field. Um, it doesn't, I mean, to get that many runs, sometimes um, you don't get as many explosive runs because you're, uh, you're going on longer drives, which also slows down the team and rests our team. So there's, I just think when you look at the number of carries, it's a very good team stat. Um, sometimes it seems like, oh, you must have ran the ball real well. The O-line did good. The running back did good. And I don't always see it that way. I think it's a full commitment just to play very good complementary football. It, it really helps you stick with the run as a play caller. Um, you know, I thought we had a number of times there in the fourth quarter that we could have kind of finished them. Um, and we didn't, you know, we came up a little bit short. Um, and it's nice when you're playing good defense and you can't stick with the run that even though we missed opportunities to finish them, you know, we punted the ball there. I think we had a drop on third down. Um, I think it was third and eight. Then we punted it. Mitch had an awesome punt, got on the one yard line. Um, then our defense went three and out. We got it again. So you feel you're able to run the ball again. We take our shot, just missed it. Jimmy scrambled on third down. I think we ended up kicking a field goal. Um, but you keep doing those things to where you don't feel like every time that you have to get that big play or you're going to lose lose the game. You can kind of stay balanced, um, help your players out. It gives the line confidence, the quarterback confidence. And the only way you can do that, though, is if you take the whole totality of the game in and you start, you understand how the defense is playing and stuff. And uh, that's what's fun for a play caller when you can keep sticking with that because you got a lot of confidence in your whole team and not just what you're doing on offense. Ah, I love it. I Coaches always want to give the short answer and just kind of be like, whatever, and yeah, let's move on. Whenever Kyle Shanahan actually gets a question that he feels is a good question, he goes off for two and a half minutes. And it, it's a peek behind the curtain is what it is. You're 11-0. and 11-0 in four years when you run the ball 30 times. 11-0. and And, you know, he kind of hit on the point. You can't just run it every single time. I love how much first down passing we had. A lot of the big first uh, pass attempts that we had or pass gains were on first down. Threw the ball well. And, you know, for the people that are out there saying, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo's just, you know, whatever, short shovel passes. Yeah, you're right. But you look at, I think, the play of the day. Okay, let's look at this sequence. You're at midfield. It's third and five. I, I love it. 
I love running the ball at midfield on third down. I don't care if it's third and 10. I love it because I want to be aggressive as an offense. That's what I want. We got first round draft picks all over the damn field on offense. We got them all. <laughs> we, we got, we're loaded there. We have the best tight end in football. We've got all these guys. Run the ball on third down. So anyway, it's third and five. We run the ball. It gets three yards. They pull a run blitz or, you know, they bring a nickel blitz right where we were attacking. Uh, we got three yards. So now it's fourth and two. And in the huddle, this is what's important. You run the ball on third and five knowing full well if you get any positive yards, you're going for it on fourth down. Jimmy Garoppolo steps up. They bring a blitz. And he freaking throws an absolute dime on fourth and two to George Kittle running across the middle into the blitz for a huge touchdown. And that's the thing. You can say whatever you want about Jimmy Garoppolo, but to throw that pass on fourth and two into a blitz and get a huge touchdown, you, you could say, okay, well, George Kittle did, uh, he did most of the work. Yeah, you're right. But he threw a perfect time. It, it was an absolute, it, it, was, it was perfect on fourth and two. You look at the third down pass, um, third and five, he throws a dime to Kendrick Bourne. It's dropped. Now, we don't talk about that. Um, but Jimmy Garoppolo has what it takes. Now, you've got to kind of build into that, and I love the game plan by Kyle Shanahan to, you know, support your struggling quarterbacks, plural, all three have struggled, to gain some confidence and poise. The first drive was incredible. Second drive was incredible as well. But back to that third and five, then fourth and two touchdown to Kittle. Uh, you know, George Kittle was asked about why they went for it on fourth, and if they talked about it in the huddle, here's what George Kittle had to say. I think so, yeah. Um... I mean, I'm pretty sure, I think we called a run before that. I'm not entirely sure, but we knew it was, we had two downs to get it. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it, that is, it adds confidence. You know, when Coach Shanahan's like, hey, we got to go get this. You got two downs. We're going for it on fourth. Yeah, it gives you a little bit more of a locked-in mentality. And um, I'm, Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great: it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Thankful for Coach Shannon to give our offense that opportunity to capitalize on it. I freaking love it, man. It, it, it pumps me up. It makes me excited because it's just like, hey, we're here. This is what we're, we're going to be aggressive. There was so much more aggressive play calling, you know, trying to fight for it at the end of the first half instead of just running out the clock, trying to get more points on the board, going forward on fourth and down, getting it for the huge touchdown. Um, so much was just great there. Now, let's go over. Here we go. This is a review from the faithful. One of my favorite things about this pod is turning into this segment here. I asked everybody to head over to iTunes, leave a five-star review on the podcast. Just type in 40, iTunes 49ers Rush Podcast. Click on it. Scroll all the way to the bottom. You'll see the reviews. Click on it. Leave a review, five stars, and tell us a story about how you joined the faithful. This is awesome. This is a good one. This is from Rube Goldrush. Love the tag. 
He says, been a loyal listener since stumbling across the podcast and finding John was also yelling at number 27 through the TV. I, I Whether that was this year or two years ago, that lets us know because it, it happened two years ago and it happened this year. Uh, my first memory as a Niners fan goes back to the 90. 90- 1998 game where Garrison Hurst busted that crazy overtime run versus the Jets. I think, yeah, 96 yards. You know, Derrick Henry almost broke it this week. He had 94 yards. Uh, Garrison Hurst is still the longest fourth quarter or overtime run in NFL history for a touchdown. Um, Incredible play. Um, You know, Rube goes on to say this. I'm from the Bay Area and my parents are fans, but the player that really got me hooked on the Niners was Merton Hanks. Oh, as soon as you say Burton Hanks, everybody sees the dance. I would do it for you now, but I'd get a concussion. Um, I did his chicken dance so many times during a flag football game that I hurt my neck and missed the next day of school. That, I believe that 100% to be true. Fast forward where I'm at college as a freshman walk-on and was presented with a limited jersey selection for making the team. Walk-ons always go last. Without hesitation, I request Merton's number 36 as well as number 39 if I didn't get my first choice. Um, Now, while the times have been tough throughout the course of my life as a Niner fan, I couldn't be more excited about the current squad. Um, So many fun characters like my boy Merton. I love it. Thank you so much for the review. Um, That's incredible. Now, fast forward to today. How many people are going to be diehard 49ers fans because of George Kittle? How many people? They're, they're going to freaking love it. How many people are going to be diehard 49ers fans moving forward because of Fred Warner? Because of these guys that we have. Um, Nick Bosa, who, you know, obviously we don't have right now, but that's what's incredible about this team. Everybody joins a different way. It doesn't matter how you join. It just matters that you get here, and we want you here. Um, let's go through some positional grades, okay? This is... We'll start quarterback, running back. We'll go all the way through every single starter on offense. Okay, quarterback starts off bad. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo, just from the overall pro football focus grade versus all other quarterbacks, ranks 29th. He has not been very consistent. He's had two great games. He's had two horrible games. Um, so Jimmy Garoppolo, 29th, not great. Now we get to running back. Jarek McKinnon. Comes out number eight overall. His pass blocking has been incredible. Uh, the receiving options, positive in the run game. He, he's a top 10 running back according to Pro Football Focus. We got him this week. We don't need to stress about not having Mostert. It hurts not having Mostert. Well, where's Mostert on that? Guess what? Number one overall Pro Football Focus rated running back. We have the number one and number eight. Number one and number eight. Then you go to fullback. Kyle Juszczyk not having as an elite a year as we're used to. Um, probably should have had two 60-yard touchdowns. One was missed by Nick Mullins, which we all remember. And then one was just missed this week by Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the worst play of the whole game. And Garoppolo just missed him. Um, that's all there is to it. Um, should have got the pass out sooner. And when he did let it go, he had pressure in his face. And he just freaking rifled it when there was nobody 20 yards away from him. So Kyle Shanahan's called the perfect play up for Kyle Juszczyk twice. And Mullins missed one, Jimmy missed the other. So Kyle Juszczyk comes in number four overall versus the fullbacks. Uh, I still fully expect him to make the all-pro team. Uh, Now let's go to tight end. This was a little shocker to me. George Kittle only ranks number seven among tight ends. Now obviously, Bill Belichick, if you heard the words he talked about, George Kittle, just talking about how he's the most complete tight end in the NFL and he doesn't think it's close. Uh, We agree there. Kittle's numbers will steadily rise. He will finish in the top three for sure. His run blocking grades have not been on par with where he has been historically. Now, this last game was very good, but George Kittle has had a couple misses that we're not used to seeing. Uh, Now, the injuries and whatever else, put that wherever, but I fully expect those things to be corrected. Wide receiver, pretty low rankings. Debo Samuel, number 52 overall amongst wide receivers. Brandon Ayuk, number 58. And Kendrick Bourne, number 77. A lot of dropped passes, not by Brandon Ayuk, but a lot of dropped passes by Debo and Kendrick Bourne. That's going to push them down. Um, I expect all three of them to rise. Hopefully, Kendrick Bourne will rise. Now let's talk O-line. Center, who we just lost, he's ranked 13th amongst centers. So right, you know, above average, but not elite. Our guards, Lakin Tomlinson, number 12. 
despite having two poor games, Lakin Tomlinson has been one of the highest rated guards um, for three weeks. He's had three great performances, two bad, one average. So hopefully he can step that up. He's number 12 amongst guards. Daniel Brunskill, uh, number 52. Now, you don't want to give him too hard of a time because he just came off his best game of his career against Aaron Donald and just limiting him completely. Now let's talk tackles. And this is going to shock you. We have given Trent Williams a hard time because he had those two back-to-back bad games and Mike McGlinchey a hard time. But you've got to remember what Pro Football Focus does. It grades every single play. McGlinchey has played consistently well. He just has two or three knuckle-headed plays every single game. Well, guess what? Trent Williams is the number five overall offensive tackle in the entire NFL, left or right tackle. And Mike McGlinchey, drum roll, number 12. Number 12. There are 32 teams in the NFL. You have to start two tackles. That's 64 starting tackles. We have the number five. And the number 12, according to Pro Football Focus, consistency is the issue. You know, if you remember, 19 plays are amazing. That 20th one, you get your quarterback hit. We only remember play 20. But Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey have played great. And on top of that, get this. This will freak you out even more. The highest rated run blocking tackle in the entire NFL, number 69, Mike McGlinchey. So... You look at these numbers and you put them in perspective with their peers across the NFL. There's a lot of good there, uh, (laughs) to to say the least. There is a lot of power. There is a lot of high-ranking players. And, man, we're still not – we had two games with our starters. Well, now that's gone because we lost our center and now we lost our running back. But there are still some key places in effect. The 49ers offense has to move forward because there's no other option. Um, if you don't do it, it's going to end the season and it's not going to be well. Um, let's see here. Let's go to a couple questions real quick. I love this question here from Scott. How aggressive do you think the front office is going to be at the trade deadline given all our injuries? I freaking can't believe you asked that question, Scott. That's next up on my script here. And Kyle Shanahan was asked the same question. So let's let Kyle answer it and then we'll break it down. Well, I mean, John and um, his group, I mean, they're always looking into all possibilities on that stuff. I mean, they're watching film on the whole league um, day in and day out. And they're always on the phone and stuff, whether it's John or other guys, some of the scouts or whoever. Um, they're always having a dialogue to see where people are at. But, um, you know, action doesn't always happen. I know we're not in the mood to just giving up a bunch of our draft picks either. Um, we had to do that last year to make a number of key moves that I think helped us. But it also... Um, I don't, we don't want another draft to where we don't have too many picks. So it's real important for us to keep our draft picks. But if we find any situation where the right guy's there, who we think can help us this year and um, without risking hurting us in the future, that's something I don't think we'd ever hesitate at. And we'd look forward to doing it, but um, those things don't always come up. Yeah, they don't come up. Now, obviously you want to trade and you want to get all these freaking awesome players or whatever else. I'm fine player for player trades. I do not want to trade anything a fourth or higher. I just don't want to do it. Um, I don't want to do it. Now, if you want to trade 2021 draft cap or 2022 draft capital, I'm okay. But teams don't usually want that because the NFL stands for not for long. You go get those picks two years out. um, They're not really as valuable. So I don't think we're going to be seeing a lot of big moves. I, I just don't see how that's possible. You're three and three. Uh. Trade deadline's November 3rd, so it's election day. Um, so you've got two weeks to the day. I'm recording this on a Tuesday, you know, October 20th. you got two weeks. you got to wait and see. I think if there is going to be a trade on the trade deadline, it's going to happen Monday night right before the trade deadline. I think that's what's going to happen or right up to the wire because let's say you win both of these games and now you're 5-3. and three. Okay, you beat the Patriots. You beat the Seahawks. All right, cool. Now we're in business. But let's say you split them and you go four and four. Are you wanting to sacrifice your future? Do you think that you're going to go on and win the Super Bowl, which was the position we were in in 2019, right? You're eight no. I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure that's the feeling that you Do you feel like you're one piece away? And if that's the case, what piece? Edge rusher, speed rusher? Yeah, we don't have one. We're not going to get one back. You can't count on D Ford. Ronald Blair's not a speed rusher. Even if he does come back, which now is looking week 10 or 12, 
that's problematic. So, again, if you're expecting Ronald Blair to be back week 10, are you going to trade for a guy just for that two-week gap? I don't know. Uh, personally, I would sit tight. I would try to do player-for-player player trades. And here's what I mean by that. Nobody's going to take Quan's contract. I understand that's going to be in the comments somewhere. Nobody's taking that contract. Dante Pettis, you could try to trade. That's great. You're not going to get anything back. You might be able to get a seventh rounder, maybe. Oh, what about John Ross? Okay, cool. You want to swap um, Dante Pettis for John Ross, the speedster? That's great. We have two and a half million cap space. The cap hit for John Ross on his next year deal, that's going to push us over. So you're very limited. Ryan Kerrigan would be the person that I would want to add if I could add anybody. Um, and you've got to look at these teams that are one and whatever or two and whatever. But we don't know yet if we're going to be able to succumb to all the entries we have. We're going to find that out this week. You win versus the Patriots. All right, cool. Let's talk. You beat the Seahawks. All right. Yeah, let's roll. You're five and three. All right, cool. Let's go get somebody. But again, giving up high capital is not the answer that we want moving forward. It's just not. You've got to use those draft picks, not so much because you're going to hit on these draft picks, which hopefully you do. It's because you've got to pay these damn people. Um, it's just too expensive to target free agents and trade for free agents. You can't, you can't pay for everybody. You just can't do it. Um, let's see here. Nick, has Kyle ever beaten Belichick? Can he this week? Yes, he can beat him this week. I don't know if he ever has. Uh, I'll have to do some research on that. I don't want to do that live. If somebody else wants to look up Kyle Shanahan's record versus the Patriots um, as head coach, that's one question. Uh, obviously, I don't think he has as a head coach, but then you can look at him as an offensive coordinator. Um, you know, his time with the Falcons, his time, obviously, he had the 28 to 3 loss in the Super Bowl, uh, Washington team, and then Houston and Cleveland. I'm sure he has a victory somewhere over there, but who knows? From David. Oh, I love this. I can tell already just from the start. Big play, Dre. My boy Dre Greenlaw is living up to his name. Um, he did that hit on Henderson at the goal line to save our entire season. You're not wrong. It looked like it was going to be a touchdown, and we know anything about Dre Greenlaw. Whenever it comes to the goal line, that dude's not letting anybody in there. Uh, that's just all it is. So he freaking lays it out. Uh, like St. Pete at the pearly gates, slamming the gate closed on John Chapman, which is, uh, he won't let him in. The very next play, or two plays later, is the Jason Verrett INT. That's a huge switch. You know, we won by seven or eight points, I think eight points. They get that touchdown. You're talking tie game. Huge. Drake Greenlaw is a difference maker. You've heard me say it too many times. I, I love this guy. Uh, I'm very excited to see him play again this week versus the Patriots, which is going to be huge because they throw to the running back more than anybody, and they have a mobile quarterback. So we're going to have to see what happens there. But, yeah, you're right. Drake Greenlaw is freaking phenomenal. I cannot believe. I, I don't want to go off on my soapbox. He's great. We'll leave it at that for now. Uh, from Nick, will we see good Jimmy or bad Jimmy versus the Patriots? That's a good question. Can we still run the ball without Mostert? I think if you can answer yes, then I think we see good Jimmy. If you're you know, asking Jimmy Garoppolo to throw the ball 40, 45 times, I think that's bad against this Patriots defense. Who they build their team. Here's the good news. The Patriots defense is built very similar to <laughs> the Rams defense. They build on the outside. They want a strong secondary. And they're just going to find pass rushers and linebackers to piece together. You know, their huge linebacker who opted out this year, um, his name escapes me at the time, the linebacker from Alabama. That's the thing. They have great, great corners and safeties. That's what they have. So what do you do? You mitigate that and you take that out. You do side-to-side -side game. You do screens. You do slants. You keep things in front of you. Um, you throw it to the running backs. You throw it to everybody. I think we had seven or eight different wide receiver players catch the ball versus the Rams. So, yeah, the pass rush for the Patriots is not special, Nick. It really, really isn't. It's not bad, but the reason why they get so much pressure on the quarterback is because their back end is so good, they do a lot of coverage sacks. Tyson. Um, he asked this, who needs to play better on Sunday for us to win, offense or defense? And I'll tell you this, we need complimentary football. I don't think the offense is going to play much better than they did the first half. Now, the second half hurt. Drops, penalties, negative plays, 
Uh, but still, no sacks, no interceptions. We just need clean. We need clean to win on Sunday. You can beat this Patriots team. I don't, I don't even think it's an issue. You know, the 49ers were the underdogs by two and a half points. And I hate, I don't think the betting, I don't think Vegas has caught up to this year because literally, it's three points for the away team. Okay. They lose three points. That's been the betting standard forever. But with COVID, that doesn't apply anymore. We are two and a half point underdogs. I don't think we should be. I think this game should be a pick em, um at the very least. Now, we're going to be betting this week, and we'll have our bets of the week um, probably Friday or Saturday. We crushed it last week. We quadrupled up if you haven't bet with us. But here's a quick word from our sponsor. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know the NFL and the NBA, they're back. They're in full swing, which can only mean one thing. It's a winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting whenever I'm putting my money on it. And if you've been betting with us, we've been doing very, very well so far this year. So stick with us. Bet on it. Use all the knowledge that we have. And let's be successful. And here's the deal. Right now, they have $100,000. You heard me. $100,000 super contest for only $10 entry. 10 bucks. You can win all that money. They're giving away $5,000 in cash prizes every four weeks. You would be crazy not to jump in there with all your knowledge. $10 to win thousands? Sign me up. You too can make up and sign up at my bookie. And here's the deal. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means you put in $100, they're going to give you $100. Rollovers will be included in that. And if you have questions, please call their customer service. They'll help you with that. But the NFL, NBA, MLB, they've got it all on tap. It's never too late to get started. And if you've wanted to jump in with us, now's the best time. Head to mybookie.ag, promo code 49ers, and they're going to double your initial deposit. Thanks for the support, MyBookie. All right, here we go. Question from Mr. Burns. I love it. How does it feel teaching in L.A. after a win like this? It is incredible. Uh, you know, it's all virtual and you turn Zoom on and uh, yeah, lots of students have been talking trash. You know, I'm pretty, at, at, I, I put out there kind of who I am and what I do with the podcast and stuff like that. Some of them even listen, even though they're not 49ers fans, but yeah, talking trash all week. If you know anything about LA, you know, they're front runners. Uh, but here's the great thing, right? Uh, I had two or three that were just perfect, you know, man, you guys won, whatever, I don't want to talk about it, which I think is a good response from a fan. And then I had a couple, oh, well, at least the Lakers won the championship. And and that blows my mind. And I think that's, you know, one of the cultural differences, perhaps, but what it means to be faithful. You, you don't, oh, well, the 49ers lost, but at least we have the Giants, or at least we have, you know, Golden State. No, 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 no. I love all the sports. I watch all other sports. I love them. No, it's different. It's not the same. There is no, oh, well, there is no silver linings. When my team loses, that's all there is. When the 49ers lose, that's it. There is no, oh, well, look what we did elsewhere. That's BS. Um, and so, <laughs> I mean, the jokes about Los Angeles fan bases are many, but whenever I heard that, I was just like, what? And I stopped class. I was like, no, <laughs> no, that's not okay. This is your team. You talk trash about your team for a week straight. You own this. You own it. We just got embarrassed by the Dolphins. You own it. You don't make excuses. You own it. Um, anyway, take that for what you will. Uh, from Jason, he says, who does Gilmore shadow this game? Yeah, I think it's going to be Debo. You know, Debo struggled his first game back and his routes were suspect at best, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's either he shadows Debo or if he's just the field corner, um, kind of like what the 49ers do. You just put him on the wide side of the field. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't think that they put him on the tight end because they have the McCourtney brothers that are really, really good with tight ends. I think that's what we'll see there. Uh, but again, we'll, we'll just have to, <laughs> I love it. Um, shot J I freaking love it. Um, he says at John Chapman, I put my pants on just like the rest of you one leg at a time, except once my pants are on, I make gold records. That's what I'm talking about. I love it, man. Um, 
There's a lot of stuff. Let's just do a couple more questions before we bounce out of here for today. We'll be back tomorrow uh, talking much more about the defense, going through the defensive players where they rank. Uh, hopefully we'll get some more sound bites from the coach and the coaching staff and the players uh, just on what's going on uh, behind the scenes, things like that. Um, Derek Davis says, oh, let's talk about this trade. First rounder and Quan for Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence. Would I do that? The answer is no, and let me tell you why. I don't like Amari Cooper. That dude disappears from games when they're close. Um, one, he's getting $20 million. And then Demarcus Lawrence, I do like. He has disappeared completely. Um, I, I prefer Alden Smith to Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, so basically, a first rounder for those two, I think you got to say yes. I, I don't know how the 49ers would swing it. Uh, I Right off the bat, I don't. there's no way in the hell the Cowboys would do it. But, eh, you take it for what you want. You know, I love all these things about all the trading and whatever else it, you can take for what you want. But the NFL just doesn't really do that that often. You know, our trade last year was because we were on the verge of something special. You look at some of the blockbuster trades. Is there a team, are we willing to spend first round picks to go get somebody that's, you know, on the verge of getting paid? Unfortunately, the salary cap is going to hinder that next year. So if you're going to trade for somebody, you're going to be like the Seahawks who traded, you know, to <laughs> get their pass rusher to Davian Clowney and you couldn't sign him and he walked out the door. They're not even getting a compensation pick for him because he left late. Or, and then again, look to the Seattle Seahawks again. They trade a huge uh, pick, picks, plural, to get Jamal Adams, but they still haven't signed him. So now you're going to have to pay him. So we'll have to see kind of what happens there. Uh, you know, just kind of what that looks like. Um, let's see here. Russ, he says, if you have the same crew next year, what position would you draft for our first round? Just not, and again, a lot of people always want to say when we talk about the draft, oh, well, you got to go best available. The 49ers are not a base, best available team. We draft need, okay? Um, you want to look what a best available draft class looks like? Look at the pay, uh, the Packers. They go get, they trade up for a wide receiver, even though you have Aaron Rodgers. Second rounder, they draft a running back, even though they had Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Um, <laughs> I mean, their first three picks don't even play at all, have played nothing. They haven't contributed at all to their team. Now, we'll have to see how that plays out down the road, but I, I, I understand in theory, oh, well, you just take best available. No, that's not what John, Ch John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan do. It's not. You, you lost a defensive tackle, a wide receiver, and a tackle. What did you do? You drafted a defensive tackle. You <laughs> traded up for a wide receiver. You traded for a tackle. That's who they are. So currently in our current situation, if we had an elite center, I think that is the most pivotal, pivotal, not a word, pivotal piece in the Kyle Shanahan offense that we don't have. The center is key. It would improve everything. Um, you know, I wanted Cesar Ruiz to fall to us. He gets pick number 23, the offensive lineman out of Michigan. That's a center guard combo. Saints take him 23. We trade up, I think, to 24 or 25. I might be off one or two to get Brandon Ayuk immediately after that. Um, Ayuk's been spectacular. Don't regret that one bit. But if you got an elite young center to anchor this offensive line, things would be powerful. I think our corners next year moving into it would be Jason Verrett and... Um, Manuel Mosley, obviously, I, I wouldn't mind spending a first-round pick on a corner either, but if you got an elite center out of Western Richburg, you can't rely on. He's never been healthy, and Ben Garland's going to be, I think, 33, 34 next year. So I like Garland, and I, I don't mind Richburg, but to get an elite first-round center, oh, ah, everything would just flow so smoothly. That's where I'd spend my pick. Um, but yeah, you kind of take that for what you will, uh, disagree with me. I love it. Always at me on Twitter. Let me know at JL underscore Chapman, head over to iTunes, share your story with how you became faithful. We want to hear from you and we'll be back tomorrow. Also for my Patreon members, just want to say thanks for all the support for rush podcast. We've got the defensive breakdown coming tomorrow. So that's not too long away. And we'll have another podcast tomorrow with you guys for everybody. I love it, man. And as always stay strong, faithful.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.